Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Fit. I am Paul Rose. I'm here as ever with Luke Morgan. And today we are joined by Emily Turnbull. Emily, welcome to the show. Just in two or three minutes, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yes, hello. Um, so I am a personal trainer as well as a mum of two boys. And I live up in the Lake District, which is where I've grown up. And yeah, I've run my own business, just doing one-on-one personal training sessions and some group exercise classes, which are outdoors. Awesome. So how did you get into personal training and outdoor personal training particularly? Um, outdoor personal training was probably from a financial situation where I didn't really have enough clientele to have my own rented space um so i just thought the best way was to start at the local playing field which is where i did my boot camp which was probably about seven years ago now the first one which is crazy to think but yeah so and then i did outdoor personal training same situation because i did start in a gym and it wasn't the best gym so soon as I got my qualifications, I left there and just, yeah, just kept going really, seeing how it went, a bit of a test, see how much money I could earn and then see what sort of happened. Um, so that's when wild training did come around and that was really good to give me a bit of more insight on how to run a business outdoors and then kind of took it from there because I had my children soon after doing my first year with them uh, so I did take breaks here and there so I had to reassess a few times but now I'm back to it and actually loving it more than ever considering I've got more on with the children. How old are the boys now? My eldest is three and my youngest is just over one and a half so I like to do things quite intensely <laughs> after 10 months of having my first child I decided I wanted another and then I've also got two dogs so that adds to the craziness so yeah I definitely enjoy a challenge I think. When you got pregnant the first time what were the main things you did where kind of to keep yourself in shape and to to prepare your body for childbirth because I think that's something yeah. that people don't really think about on that side of things no that's a good point um well I did a lot of walking because every woman definitely has a different body and a different pregnancy so some people feel worse with sickness some people have less energy some people are very lucky and have no sickness and lots of energy which I'm very jealous of but I didn't have that uh, but I definitely didn't have it the worst so I just listen to my body through each stage so the beginning stage I was still working of course in my both pregnancies but my first pregnancy I was working doing lots of classes outside uh, personal training so in a way I treat that as being active and part of my daily sort of exercise and then I had the dog so I'd walk her and then if I wanted to do more I would do a few sort of simple strength sessions with kettlebells and maybe barbells and dumbbells or mostly body weight to be honest because as long as you're thinking about 
using the right muscles, doing the right exercises. For me, I felt happy doing that. I know some women do feel a bit more like they want to push themselves still to not put on weight. But I say with that diet is more important to think about than the exercise. So as long as your cardio fitness is still good, you're keeping your muscles around your core, which are obviously going to start getting weaker, still try and engage them a little bit um, during pregnancy. But yeah, I found, I just, yeah, definitely listened to my body. And then for the build up to labor, it was more about just being relaxed more than anything, because I didn't want to have anything too horrific to happen. And again, that was a good thing and it didn't. Both pregnancies went really well. So then I could get back into my fitness quite quickly after both of them. Uh, the second one, obviously, less time because it was two of them. But the first pregnancy and first labor, I was actually, this might sound a bit snobby, but I was in the gym after having him four weeks later just to do very basic things but that was more for my head <laughs> I wanted to get away from the baby for just an hour which I could do some people don't but I could do that and yeah just enjoyed doing some really basic exercises and moves to get my joints working again because it's crazy how much you do sit down when you've just had a baby so feeding them and just relaxing a bit is there anything you'd do differently if you were to get pregnant again? Oh, that's a good question. Anything I'd do differently? Um, I don't know, because I was going to say as well, the other good thing I felt that I did was I had the right strength and sort of body conditioning in the build-up to becoming pregnant. So in a way, the hard work, was done and then I just had to sort of keep that going through pregnancy not be stupid with it because you've got a, there is that element of well I'm pregnant let's relax some areas like eating more and sitting down and relaxing more which I think every woman deserves when they're pregnant um, but yeah I think if there's women that are wanting to get pregnant in the future I would say start being good to your body well before so you've got good core strength so when you're pregnant and your stomach starts to grow your muscles aren't just going to disappear and never come back because a lot of women do say their core has never been the same where I don't feel that way so I think if you have a good foundation and keep building on that and then don't just go straight back into core exercises that's silly to do just after having a baby I just sort of let my core do its thing and do some like more compounds exercises that would engage those muscles instead of like never do crunches I'm still not a fan of crunches anyway but if you've had a baby don't do crunches how about pelvic floor specific stuff yeah before and after as well yeah, so I was your very typical pregnant woman who didn't do them. <laughs> I don't know many women that do. And it is, it's funny because we'll all say, oh, yeah, I've had a little accident when I've 
like if I was doing high knees or something and that was not good after having a baby but I think if you can do it just just do it as much as you can what do you think sorry Emily what do you think would make people do that more because you knew about it and you're and you're here saying I think it's the naivety of thinking well I'll be fine it's like a few things in life like well it won't happen to me but I think I don't know I can't speak for other women so for myself it was just oh I'll be fine and I, I am now I'm I'm pretty confident even though like a trampoline probably wouldn't be great but it wouldn't be awful so you know what I mean so some women would wouldn't be able to run and I'd be pretty upset if I had babies and then found running was bad so I think but there are plenty of other women out there who did do it. And I will say one thing that made me do it was following sort of online yoga. So they had it as part of the routine. So yoga is not my expertise area at all, but I really enjoyed it in the later stages of the pregnancy, like a specific pregnancy yoga session. And they would do pelvic floor exercises. So if there was someone sat there telling you, then you're going to do it. But I think maybe being fit beforehand perhaps made you a little bit overconfident about it possibly yes but at the same time I think it's just the fact that you don't even see this muscle in your entire life you'll never see it you just feel it so I think if if they could show you by putting the feeling in where you're gonna have the accidents and all that post-pregnancy beforehand then yes but there's plenty of stuff telling you and the adverts tell you (laughs) still for me but then I don't know what is a lot or what isn't a lot so I did do it I didn't just not do it but I do think that after pregnancy is a good time to do it even if you didn't do it in pregnancy so don't just write it off so post-pregnancy I found squats were really good because you can't not use those muscles especially if you have a little bit of weight added to the squat um but no just I'd say and I I have got friends who have had problems and then years later gone to see a doctor and there was actually an actual medical problem so in some cases it's not always their fault it was actually the labor that made it that way so if people have struggled or are struggling don't just think it'll be fine and maybe get it checked out as well it's almost treated as a form of rehabilitation afterwards yeah exactly and as always prehab works best say that again as always pre prehab works best yes prehab does work best but that's not always what people do i imagine when you're pregnant Mm. that's probably not the thing you're thinking of most no it's definitely like you said at the beginning the sort of building up for labor so I remember being told like see it as a marathon labor which was a good way of thinking like it's not going to be quick and it's not going to be easy but you got to do it you don't have to do a marathon but (laughs) if you were training for a marathon you're gonna start training at some point before the day um so that was a good sort of mind frame to have as the weeks go on because 
as much as it can feel like a long time, it definitely isn't nine months or even less if you've not really known straight away. And you said you were back in the gym and training four weeks after giving birth. Was that the same both times or just the first time? No. So the second time, oh, it's really hard to remember. It's such a blur because two kids definitely makes you sort of go into like this little place because there's some dark times not awful just like really tough days so I'm I've definitely blocked stuff out <laughs> but I didn't go back to the gym because I just didn't have time but walking building everything up again I can't remember now oh yeah that was it so he was born in September and in the January I did start doing like a mum's hit class so obviously I was teaching it which was great because I could I was joining in um and that is where I had to like almost utilize my time so by teaching a class I was getting the exercise done where if it was just me I probably would have found an excuse like any normal mum not to do it so I Were guess they, um like mum and baby classes so you could have yeah there as well. yeah it was really good actually it didn't last long but it was in a hall and it was a friend of mine bought loads of soft play stuff so the kids could play with that and then the mums we were just next to it and I just did a 30 minute hit class and it was really good actually but people I think the lady running it she got pregnant so things just babies get in the way <laughs> and then I was picking up with my business again is that something you'd recommend to kind of new mums go and find classes like that as a way to get back into it yeah so obviously the hit class maybe not because as in straight away um buggy fit classes are good for quite early on um, but I did make sure that there were no super new mums doing squat jumps and all the rest of it uh, but I did do a buggy fit class when Finn was a baby I wish I'd done it before he was born as well because when you've got your own babies to deal with <laughs> but like I said I like a challenge so that was really good just using the buggy and being outside was really nice so we used like park benches to step up and tricep dips on and running so again, that's when some women said it wasn't great. But yeah, I would definitely say even now, like lockdown has taught us there's so much out there you can do just through YouTube, Facebook, everything. You can find the right workout for you. And if you enjoy it, you're going to stick to it. So with classes, sometimes that's what people prefer because it's something they, they pay for it and they feel like they definitely want to go. Where if it's an online thing, you could put it off so it just depends what works I guess and I guess with classes as well you've got the social side of it um yeah definitely fever when you're a new mum can be a real definitely oh that was like another big thing for me even though it wasn't fitness related I went to a few like baby classes just so I could get out the house and I'd just be chatting away to lots of people I didn't know and didn't even care <laughs> didn't want to be my friends I just wanted to talk to people because it can get crazy at home with just a little baby that doesn't talk and it, when it's your first it's such a shock to the system so I would definitely recommend 
going to like fitness class is a bonus because you're getting something for yourself where if you go into the baby classes it's normally to benefit the baby like I did baby massage and can't remember swimming lessons so obviously that's for the little baby but when if you're doing buggy fit that's for the mum so if you can do a good combination of the two and just these, yeah Emily are these classes are you run as well so I haven't done those for a while now so I find where I live it is quite a small place so the classes just didn't get as busy as I'd hoped but I do run my outdoor circuit class which I sort of advertise as well as child friendly if you need to bring your kids along because I know lots of gyms don't let kids into them which can sometimes put mums off getting out there and starting training again so I've always said not many people do bring the kids but when they've had to like last week I did one class since the lockdown things have been relaxed I've been doing one in the field next to my house and my eldest Finley was there for the whole session keeping people's spirits high <laughs> making everyone laugh he was joining in he's getting really good at squats and press-ups that's baby crying if you can hear that <laughs> how as obviously we talk about lockdown a lot it's a bit it's talked about a negative light all the time but how mm. is it impacting your business now that i imagine you've been up and running for a few weeks again now how yeah well, legs? it's actually better than i thought so i don't know what you guys have felt like but i've been sort of trying to stay positive and thinking to myself if business isn't as good when things get back to normal, don't worry. Just see what happens. Like we've all survived this, no work. So any work is good. Um, but I sort of, I've been on a like a Facebook group for PTs, which you guys are probably on as well. But I noticed people talking about starting online classes sort of that first week before lockdown when things start to go crazy. So that was good to sort of get inspiration off other people. So by Monday, the day we went into lockdown, I'd just done my first online class. So I was, started that and did three or four classes a week, kept myself focused, even though the kids were around, it was good because I like to have a distraction with like a good distraction with work. A little bit of wine as well was drank in that first week, but I quickly realized that that wasn't going to be a good thing. So cut down on that again. But no, I found the training online was amazing. Like I got quite a few people to join in and I just asked for donations. I didn't expect people to spend a certain amount every week because I understood that people were either losing work as well or some weren't so it was sort of up to them what they wanted to donate and now just the last couple of weeks this is the first week I've, I'm not doing any online which part of me feels a bit sort of uh, sad for those who might still want it but at the same time I've got a good number of PTs again now the kids are still here and I've got my class so I told myself I can't pull myself in too many directions otherwise I will burn out and it's not good for anyone yeah I think it's good to have the online option there 
as a backup mm. in the medium future. Like now exactly. we know it's there if there's ever any reason that yeah. You know, if it's another beast in the east, you can't go outside for days. <laughs> That's a good idea, something. actually. Um, I thought you were just going to say another uh, lockdown, but yeah. Another lockdown as well. Another lockdown yeah. could be. But I do agree that I don't want fitness to go too online, and I don't think it ever will. No. But the fact that, like, the first few classes I did, literally walking, like, from the kitchen into the living room to start a class, like, that's way easier than driving 10 minutes to the local park, setting up loads of equipment, etc., etc. But no, the fact that I've been doing the class in the field next to my house, which is only temporary, but that's also been quite a treat, not having to go too far. But. Emily, would be, you mentioned that you did it on a basically like a donation strategy. I know a few people have done that, but I haven't really spoken to them about how it worked. Did you find that people were recognising the situation and were being quite generous? or? Yeah, so I definitely had sort of an average amount which was around sort of 20 to 30 pound which was amazing and then I had a few people that donated a bit more which I don't know part of me didn't I felt bad but then I thought but I need this to pay my bills so it was such a conflict of emotions so but I'd say to those people that how it made me feel and they obviously were just like don't be stupid blah 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 um but no, I do. I think it's it's interesting though how now I'm going back to normal charging of like face to face stuff. How prices are so different in that sense. But I didn't do any online PTs, so I wouldn't have known what I would have charged myself at that. But I know some people were doing just their normal price, um, which is good. But then I don't know if I'd be able to do that because it would probably all be body weight stuff and. Yeah, so I don't really know where I'm going with that. It's just <laughs> money is crazy I when mean, it's yeah, but it might because I did do some online PTs mm. and I what I did is as we went into lockdown, I contacted all my clients and said, Look, I've got loads of equipment which I'm I like I don't need seven mm. kilos of kettlebells for my own home workouts. So here's a list first come first serve and I just lent it all out and then with PTs I kind of quickly decided that an hour long one-to-one -one session on Zoom was quite a long time and mm -hmm. it was hard for me to focus on just staring at a screen for that long it's hard for them to engage for that long so I said okay if you're doing normally two sessions a week we'll do three or four slightly shorter sessions um, for the same amount of money and they got all the equipment and stuff as well so it was yeah. kind of a little bit of a win-win i think everyone was no that's it that's a really good idea actually because that's how i would work as well like i would i would want people to feel like they're getting a fair deal because yeah an hour on zoom i don't think would be the same it would just feel twice as long teaching yeah. people but no that's it, in the same way yeah, and I did my classes shorter. So I did like 20 or 30 minute classes. So it's exactly the same concept in that sense. But no, that's a really good idea, actually. So if I didn't have kids, I'd be stealing that idea and doing it to me <laughs> if there was another lockdown.
but I did lend a few kettlebells out, so I felt good for doing that. So kind of going back to the, the family side of things, the biggest excuse you hear from anyone, whether they've got kids or not, is I don't have time. And I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, I know for certain there are instances where people literally don't have time, but most of the time it's more a case of priority. Yeah. Like that. But see, so you have two kids, mm-hmm. young and need a lot of attention. You have a business to run. So how do you find or make time to fit your own fitness in around that? How do you, from what I see, it looks like you involve the family in your fitness quite a lot. So it's not a case of having to just go and find an extra hour to go and do something all the time. You can Yeah, yeah. So I guess in a way, my fitness at the minute is more just being outside, being with the kids, walking quite far with the dogs. And then my treat is like a couple of hours, maybe structured exercise on my own in my gym or before lockdown, I joined a gym just so I could have that headspace. But the fact that before kids, I'd be doing that four or five days a week, four or five sessions a week or more. And now it's more like two three at push but as long as I'm doing something at least one or two sessions a week where I'm feeling like you know doing some resistance work but I guess it is a lot more walking and the cardio based stuff and but I'm not sort of one of those mums that has managed to do proper workouts with the kids under my feet I've struggled with that (laughs) they've tried to join in with a couple of my online classes and They've been all right, but because it's two of them, I reckon one would be okay, but two, as soon as they get close together, it's like this sort of craziness comes over them and they just want to hit each other. So, yeah, I've not been blessed with <laughs> children. Um, but no, I've def- I would definitely say, so I say this to my husband, who's not really into sort of structured fitness. He's into like mountain biking and stuff like that, but if he says to me, oh, I don't have time to go on a run and I don't have time to do that, I have now come to the conclusion that there's no such thing. And I sound like a proper mom or a teacher saying this, but you do what you want with your time. So you choose what you want to do with your time. I like to sit down and watch telly in the evenings, but I could be more productive, but I don't want to. I want to watch telly. So... I do all the stuff in the day because I'm more of a morning person. Um, But I would say when it comes to exercise and sort of the excuse that you don't have time, it's more you haven't found a way of exercising that you enjoy and that you can keep going as a habit. So that might be sort of a bit of a harsh way of saying it, but it is just down to the fact that you don't really want to do it. No, I completely agree with you. I think you prioritise mm. what you want. If you value something high enough, you'll, you'll get it done. Yeah, so it's a bit tough love thing. Because we've all had those clients that, I don't know, it's sort of you don't want to be too harsh, but at the same time you just say it, you've not found the right thing that you want to be doing in between, say, PT sessions. If they just have one a week, they've got to find something else that will keep them moving. And... I think walking is the best thing. If you've got hills, 
walk around and go up some hills or it doesn't have to be proper hills like the Lake District, but any hills with a bit of speed is fine as well. Yeah, I always say to, to people, I think the best way to get really fit really fast is just run up hills. It doesn't need to be no sprints. It could just be, no. you know, you, you jog up it until you can't jog anymore and then you walk back down to the start and go again. But and then when people see results from, say, just walking, because that's the other thing I'd say, having dogs has been good for that. So I, I've always, for the last sort of four or five years, I've had sort of something that tracks my steps, at least whether it's Fitbit or Garmin. And even though I don't use it relig religiously, I do always want to do at least 10,000 steps. More is great. 10,000, under 10,000, not great. But if I didn't know what steps I was doing, I'd probably be doing a lot less, I think, subconsciously. So by having a dog, I know I am walking enough each day and I always walk the dogs. It's my job in the house. I think the steps thing is is very similar, but also kind of the exact opposite to the calories. So people always, 100% of the time, underestimate what they're eating. And mm. they always overestimate how active they are. And if you track it, then suddenly you get a bit of an mm -hmm. awakening and you go, oh. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's exactly the same. And I just, as much as I, I don't, like I've had moments where I think Fitbits might be a bit too controlling for the, the way people are, but then at the same time I've gone, now. what's the harm? There's no harm in knowing. And I do know the odd person who gets a bit silly and it's, they're competitive with themselves, but as long as they're not getting ill off it, it's okay. Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefit for tracking everything you do. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you do this, Emily, but I know, I know um, Paul's been tracking things in the past in terms of calorie intakes. Mm -hmm. But um, that's, not, that's not really what I do. But with, um, with my clients, I, I'm a sports therapist. I'm not a personal trainer. So mm -hmm. with my clients, those who come back to me after a week of seeing me last, they're, um, those who track everything usually have better results in the long run. So those people who have told me exactly how, how many times they've exercised that day, what they've done, uh, the intensity levels, they will get better results. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with over-tracking things. I think it's... No. Uh, no, that's true. And, like, with the calorie thing, I sort of dabble on and off with tracking calories because I think, I don't know how you find it, Paul, but after a while you sort of know the rough amount of what you're eating and as i'm not trying to be aiming for any big goals by any means because no time with the kids that's not an excuse <laughs> yeah maybe if i wanted to i could but i don't want to i don't want to have too much of a strict crazy life with food because life is not about that for me right now but i do imagine in the future getting into more areas of fitness and possibly going down different routes just from my own training. But at the minute, I like what I'm doing and I'm getting into more sort of outdoor stuff anyway. So that's not really what that needs anyway. So we'll see. Ultimately, it comes down to what you consider to be 
fit or what you consider to be healthy. If you want to go mm-hmm. a world-class bodybuilder or a world-class athlete of any description, you need to track everything religiously and you mm-hmm. need to be hitting those numbers 99 days out of 100. If you are a normal person and you want to be able to go and you know, run a marathon but you also want to have a few drinks at the weekend and enjoy mm-hmm. social life, then that's fine. You don't need to be as religious about it. Um, it it's, it's like, a, it's just a sliding scale. Yeah. And I do find my clients don't come to me for anything like that, which is good because I don't think I'd enjoy being like that and pushing that on people because mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do find you attract the right type of clientele. That's what I personally think. So all my clients want the sort of results that I can offer, which is great. And then there's plenty of other different trainers to offer different things. I think for those you attract people with a similar personality as, as your own. Um, mm. Just because the thing with personal training is you do spend a lot of time with your clients. Like it could be whether it's an hour a week, two, three, four hours a yeah. week. That's a long time. You could be seeing someone almost every day. You mm-hmm. get to know that person. If you don't get on on to at least some extent on a personal yeah. level, it's not going to work. So generally, the people that stick around in the long run are people that have at least some shared personality traits with you. You've got you. You could have yeah. a conversation with them in a social setting as well as oh yeah like that was another thing I was thinking about with how I like to work is I like to have like social events with my clients so I'm definitely not going to be the strictest of people when we have our Christmas parties and I think people understand now my friends especially like you don't need to make jokes to me about not eating because I definitely eat (laughs) but as a personal trainer people think Oh, you just eat rabbit food and seeds, but it's far from that. And now I do definitely have more sort of mums and female clients and the odd male, but to be fair, I don't get many male clients, which is fine. But yeah, I think definitely with the mums, now I can relate where before I had kids, I might have the odd mum, PT client and class client and maybe not be able to relate as much if they said something sort of like they were struggling or if something wasn't right for them I would obviously be sympathetic but now I can definitely even more so and give them better advice for things to help them jump from being sympathetic to being empathetic yeah Um, like if you started talking to me about problems in childbirth or something I could say, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't actually relate to what, no, what it's exactly. like that you're going through. Um, and there are different situations with, with where that will always be the case. There'll be some things where you can be sympathetic and be as passionate about that as possible and help the person as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But where you can be empathetic, it's always going to be easier to relate to that person or for that person to relate to you and to yeah. really feel like you you understand and you care definitely and that's another thing like I 
I wouldn't want to come across as a PT with kids and like sometimes I guess social media might portray that but no mum is you know smashing it 100% all the time and I guess I would rather be relatable than not relatable so yeah, being as authentic as, with people yeah as long as people don't think that I am spending loads of time looking after myself over the kids which is not a thing can't be <laughs> that they can see that they can also do an hour with me maybe not do anything for the rest of the week but as long as that hour is more than they would have done anyway with the situation that they're in with young children that's what I, I'm happy about when my clients yeah, understand just to, to mums I say oh no mum is smashing it 100% of the time no person is um, no okay and that's Definitely. that's the big problem with social mm -hmm. media is people generally just post the highlights of their life highly filtered highlights of their mm -hmm. life yeah that's all they post yeah so you see the best parts of their life which are glossed up a bit to make look even better actually mm -hmm. one of the probably the post i can think of that i've put out fairly recently which had far more engagement than other posts I've done was one I did about doing the London Marathon a few years ago. Yeah, I read that and I liked I it as well. Um, and that was good. But this is it. Like the thing that I also struggle with though with social media for myself is this is totally off topic, but I'm not very good at writing. So I don't really spend time doing sort of informative posts. One, oh, I'm using my own excuse against me again, but I don't have time to write it. But I feel like because I struggle to write, it literally takes me 30 minutes to write a good post, which I don't want to be doing in the evenings. Um, but no, I do agree that there's too much sort of, maybe too much long posts on stuff, but also too much about the photos that can affect people, especially in the fitness industry on Instagram but I feel like there's a shift and things are getting better for just people seeing that it's it's smoke and mirrors most of the time yeah, yeah certainly awesome. I think I think the people with the biggest followings are usually people who make it away that there's you know downsides to everything as well and they'll yeah. post the picture of them looking rough or mm -hmm. You know, I'll share a story of an experience which has been really bad from like you did with the um, like your London Marathon post. Um, and I think people can relate to it a little bit more. Obviously, you don't want to bombard everybody that all the time because then people will be like, no. oh, either, well, that's it. You don't want to every tell negative. Everybody. I'm going to unfollow it. But I think every now and then, when you when you yeah. get that real story out, people, people mm. do relate. They see beneath the skin. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately. There's only so many times you can see a person who's absolutely shredded selling some kind of weight loss supplement, buy it, get nowhere with it before you go, maybe they're chatting shit. Maybe yeah. things aren't real. And I think people have had so much of that over the last few years. Mm. They are now starting, not even people in, within the industry, but the consumer yeah, yeah. starting to go, I don't believe this anymore. I'm not interested in it. No, I agree. And there's definitely a lot more trainers just like you and me that are 
normal and have a good balance, I would say. So I don't spend all my time working on my physique, but mental health is just as important. So getting it just right isn't the easiest thing. It's hard to keep it balanced, but that's what life's all about, trying to <laughs> find the right balance. I think most personal trainers become personal trainers and immediately say, right, I want to work with athletes. Athletes would be amazing to work with because it's you see the glory. You want to be involved mm-hmm. with like a Premier League football club or an Olympian or something. But you quickly realise there aren't many athletes out there at that level and they're certainly not interested in someone who's been a personal trainer for six months or mm, no. even a few years. No. Personal that, training, in other words, isn't as glamorous as people <laughs> think. No. And I think it's a good thing that I've been doing it for eight years from the very beginning. And I'm quite proud of that because so many people can give up after a few years or even months and seeing that it's it's really not glamorous at all <laughs> there is some horrifically early mornings and horrifically late nights and then all the stuff in the middle and then yeah i just think well, that's really cool that we've stuck it out yeah and I, th- I mean i'm the same i've been just over eight years now and mm. you do come to a point where you realize if you want to last that long it's gen pop all the way you you need to it's being able to relate to the average joes and josephines Mm -hmm. and giving them something they want which in most cases is balance because 99.9 percent of people have no interest in being a professional athlete or getting on a bodybuilding stage they just want to kind of feel a bit healthier a bit happier move a bit better yeah be able to enjoy a few drinks and a bit of extra food at the weekend. Exactly. No, most of my clients in the last sort of last year and this year, more are coming to me saying they just want to feel healthier. Nothing about the way they look, just about the way they feel. And say one of my clients who I'm training still, he started in January and he said, I'll do a few sessions and then I'll get back on my road bike for the summer which was what he watched to do, but because he found that many positive changes in his life, so sleeping better, better mood, he's like, I'm just going to keep coming. <laughs> Every week, I was like, that's fine by me. And that's one of the best results when you get clients that it's changing their life and it's not just about fat loss or muscle gain. I think a big reason for that now is the way attitudes are changing towards mental health and people are starting to to value it so much more than they did even mm-hmm. four or five years ago and because of that people are thinking actually you know what will make me happier and in most cases it isn't being on a diet 365 yep. days a year exactly so before i was pregnant with finn i was literally getting married so in the may and few months before that I decided to work with a personal trainer that I was working in a gym with at the time and he gave me this stupid diet which 
wasn't good for me. I probably wasn't, I wasn't the worst, like mentally, but I think I lost my periods a bit and that's not a good thing. So by cutting my calories that low and then, yeah, just being pretty miserable, like it was nice to have a focus, but I kind of regret it now. And I don't even think, I reckon I could have been in a better shape in a different way. Just stupid bodybuilder type diet plan he gave me. <laughs> but it's good. I'm happy that I tried it and you learn from these mistakes. But I don't think cutting calories to the extreme and cutting out massive sort of food types out of your diet is the right way about it. Because everything needs to be had in moderation. Yeah, you could agree with that. It says best diet is a diet you adhere to. Exactly. One you can stick to. Yeah, and I feel like, because I, again, got into personal training because I was slightly overweight, I thought, and I lost three stone and I've never put it back on, which shows that I've found a way I enjoy to eat and live. And that's what I then try and pass on to my clients. And every, every client that's ever had a meal plan off me has always been shocked at what's on it. Like, but that's just food it's, it's healthy but it's food it doesn't have to be bland and small at the end of the day food is a lot more than just fuel for the body um it, it we have emotional relationships with food a lot of mm -hmm. socializing revolves around food and if you you treat it purely as a fuel source and something to keep you alive then you will miss out on other areas of your life, which for most people isn't, isn't an acceptable trait. No. And that was another thought I had with uh, eating when you have young kids, because they obviously, well, some kids have a diet which involves sort of fish fingers, chips, beans, my kids don't seem to like beans or fish fingers. I'll eat the chips, but I find having the right food that's just sort of right for both. So spaghetti bolognese, for example, is a great meal for kids and adults where I've been trying to give my kids some of our, uh, we've been having HelloFresh for a while and trying to give them the healthier stuff. They've stopped eating it as much, but for a bit they did. And I would say by making your life easier and not cooking two or three different meals in the evening to find a diet that works for the whole family and not just kids can have this, parents can have this, try and eat it all at the same time, utilize your time, utilize it. So little things like that without me realizing is how I've managed to sort of compact things. So I do have time for exercise and I can make sure that the food I'm eating is good for me and the kids, even though my kids are no saints and they will just push the plate away. Some days they don't eat. Some days they just, they just want scrambled eggs at the minute, which I think is great. <laughs> eggs is the best thing they could be eating. Lots of toast, but as long as there's some nutrients. That's a really good idea. I've never come across the whole cooking one meal for, a lot of people oh, okay. never really come across that. I know certainly as a kid, I had, I had different meals. 
it makes you wonder how your mum juggles everything. Yeah, I think my mum was quite tough love with the food, so maybe I've just taken that from her, but there's no choice. You're either eating it or you're not getting it. They're hungry, they'll eat anything. They eat snacks all day, every day. That's what they fill themselves upon. It's fine. It seems like a good place to wrap things up. Lovely. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Where can people go to find a bit more about you or if they want to get in touch about personal training or classes or anything like that? Yes. So um, my name on Instagram and Facebook is Evolve Fitness Emily Turnbull. And then I've also got my website, which is www.evolvefitnessemilyturnbull.com. <laughs> you can just find me on, yeah, all those platforms. Um, and just send me a message. I'm getting busy though. <laughs> Personal training's booking up now, which is great. Same question. Um, yeah, on Facebook, I'm Zen Anatomy Sports Therapy. Instagram is Zen underscore Anatomy. Uh, and the website zenanatomy.co.uk and as Emily says I'm looking I'm taking bookings now lockdown's looking like it's coming to the other side of things oh and I am at borosbt borosbt.com thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next time